Would you rather never laugh again or be forced to laugh at inappropriate times? Joker. Center chat. <laughs> Let's talk. Oh, I'm going to cut out the laugh. What a bad intro. Welcome to the Center Cuts Center Chat. I'm Todd still. I'm Todd Michael. My middle name is Michael. My first name is Todd. Oh, yeah. And that makes sense. So Todd Michael. Mm-hmm. Todd Michael Murray. Yep. <laughs> so today we are doing our Center Chat episode for the Joker. What was our question again, Michael? Would you rather never laugh again? Or be forced to laugh at inappropriate times. Tough one. It is a tough one. This is torture, David. I, yeah, not very funny if you ask me. I was thinking about it, and I I can't conjure up many better feelings than a true deep belly laugh. Pooping. Pooping's good, but a belly laugh is just an orgasm for your soul. But pooping's an orgasm for Uranus. <laughs> I think some people have orgasms with their anus for other reasons other than pooping. Not me personally. What are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know, but from now on, I'm never <laughs> never referring to pooping again as pooping. It is forever the, the orgasm of the anus. Perfect. I just, for me, it's a deep belly laugh, far better than pooping. I just, when I picture my soul, I picture like a shadow, like a like a black silhouette that is a few inches smaller than me and like a little bit less chunky. So it can fit inside of me, basically like a, a thin black version of me. Not, not mm-hmm. like, this. This is really <laughs> interesting. Like, like just like a shadow. Like it's like a shadow inside. Yeah. Me. And, and when I'm laughing, I just imagine my shadow with like a shadow erection, like vibrating to and fro in my innards. And it just makes me smile on top of the laughter that I was already enjoying. Wow, there was a lot there. I'm surprised, though, for someone who gets such joy out of laughter and also does fake laughing so bad for the intro of this episode. That doesn't really that doesn't really track. No, it it tracks. Laughing is my favorite. I just what I'm trying to say here is that I think not being able to laugh for me would be like soul abstinence. And I just I can't say I'm here for it. Yeah, I get I get where you're coming from on that. I guess I had some clarifying questions, as I always do. Sure. So not allowed to laugh, like never laughing again. Am I still able to enjoy humor? Like, is this like a, a physical thing or a mental thing? I guess, can I just physically not laugh, but I can still laugh internally, more or less, but not physically laugh? Or is it just like, I am no longer going to find anything funny. I will never have that joy again. That is a great question, and I I had that same question. Like I don't I don't know if we need to decide that or 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 just make that part of the argument. But yeah, it's like can your brain process it, or is it just like you you think something's funny, but then your giggles are just like trapped inside your chest, like butterflies in a jar, or or like when you have to really fart and you just hold it in, and it's just like that pressure eventually builds up and you. You expel that. Die. Use laughter. Yeah, you you orgasm 
out the anus. Mm. Uh, speaking of farting, though, r- quick question for you. <laughs> semi semi related. Not really. It's only related to farting. But when mm. you, I'm just I'm always curious when I get to know people, I like to ask them this. When you envision a fart, like, what do you see? What do I see? Yeah. What do you see? Like, what do you think a fart looks like? A fart doesn't look like anything. I disagree. Other than like a, a lift of the leg and a, a pained look on my wife's face. <laughs> I meant the fart itself, not the act of farting. Oh, well, the fart itself, like if you're looking at it from like cartoony perspective, like a green cloud or some bullshit like that. Okay. So you picture a cloud. Okay. Yeah. I feel like most people picture a cloud. Since I was a little kid, I always pictured it like a brown or green triangle coming out of your butt. Like if you turned a piece of paper diagonally and the corner came out, but it was but like the color of poop instead of paper. That's always what I pictured. I'm misguided, I know. Yeah. You should have paid attention more in school. <laughs> Speaking of school and farting, this is unrelated to our main topic, but it's tangentially related to the paper farts. So one time in sixth grade science class mm-hmm. for this science project, my friend Eric made feces pieces. That was his science project. <laughs> he, j- he just took a bunch of Reese's pieces and melted them down and shaped them to look like dog shit. <laughs> that was it. That was his whole science project. Stupid. The teacher gave him a D, I think. But I got to be honest, like the fact that I'm still thinking about that over 20 years later, that's an A plus project. You can't get me to see otherwise. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Feces pieces. I have, anyway. a, school, I have a school <laughs> fart story. Oh, please. Yeah. One time, I think it was in math class and I was sometime in middle school maybe seventh grade i just really had to fart and i tried to hold it in for a long time and i couldn't anymore and it was the middle of class and instead of like getting up and walking out like a decent human being (laughs) i tried to make it silent but instead it made it like one of those super comically high-pitched farts (laughs) and then i hated school for the rest of my life Yeah, I can see how you would hate school. Instead of calling mm-hmm. you David, do they just call you like farted? Yep. They did? Yeah. That was Got it. Yeah. You have the same mind as a seventh grader. <laughs> Perfect. Well, we are, we're, we're already, we're only a few minutes in. We're already so far astray of what we're supposed to I don't to even do. remember what we're talking about. <laughs> Laughing. Yeah. So we still never came up with an answer to our question of would we still be able to enjoy humor even though we are not allowed to laugh again. Like, we can't physically or mentally. What would be worse? Like, would it be worse to not find anything funny? Or would it be worse to find things funny, but <laughs> it's just trapped inside you? I think that I think the latter sounds worse there. Really? Oh, I, I, although, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I would assume that would bring with it some physical pain. That's what I'm saying. Like, having that urge, but not being able to laugh. I guess that leads me to my next question, and then we kind of come back to this one. Have we grown up not being able to do this or or being forced to laugh at inappropriate times? Or is this something that just like out of the blue started happening? Does it matter? If you have like the built up need to laugh inside you and you can not physically laugh anymore. I don't know that that would be the case if you grew up not laughing. Do you think your body would have found a way to like if you if you've never laughed before, then I think you would just enjoy humor in a different way than laughing because your body just doesn't do it. Gotcha. So I don't think it would have like a pained feeling to it. Whereas right now, if you just told me right now, I'm not going to be able to laugh anymore. If I saw something funny and I found it humorous and brain was like, oh, we should laugh right now. But I like couldn't physically do it. I think that would be painful. Mm. But if I've never laughed in my life, then I don't think that 
it would cause any physical pain because I don't know that our body would be wired that way to think that laughing should be happening. Right. So basically, it'd be like similar to if you just had never sneezed before. Yeah, correct. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I'm i happy to take it whichever way you want. Well, that's not helpful at all. <laughs> Let's say that this is something that was sprung on you, like a, mad, a, a reverse genie said, okay, fuck you, David. Now you have to do one of these two things. Oh, fuck you, Will Smith. <laughs> or Shaq. <laughs> Let's yes. go with Shaq. Huh. So then if this was sprung on me, I would think that even if I was able to enjoy humor, I would feel the need to laugh but not be able to. Right. Which would suck pretty bad. It would. But here's the thing. I think laughing at the wrong time would get old very fast. Also very bad. Yes. I think the thing here to realize is like how many damaging examples there could be if you had to laugh at wrong times. Like the, I think the big ones are like funerals, obviously, work-related snafus. And I think the biggest one is like legal stuff. Really? I th- well, I think that's where things could in- get interesting. It's it's a slippery slope. Yeah. Like you could get you could go from just a warning about speeding to getting your cranium beat in in prison like like that. Picture this. Okay, picture this. So you're seven over the speed limit. Mm-hmm. The cop comes up. You start laughing in his face. Mm-hmm. Now, what was going to be a warning has moved into a ticket. You keep laughing. Hold on, though. That's assuming that you have n- no way of communicating to that person that this is an issue that you deal with, just like Arthur does in with this condition card movie where he has this condition card. That is assuming that there's no way for me to, to communicate to this police officer like, hey, I'm laughing because I have problems, <laughs> not because I think that this is necessary well sure but if we frame it as he comes to your car and he says like license and registration well he's gonna get license registration and a card saying i'm sorry i'm laughing i'm not a dick well i disagree with that because it's already in an inappropriate time you're gonna start laughing you're not gonna have room to tell him hey i have a problem you're already laughing because you're laughing at this inappropriate time that's the inappropriate time okay so cop walks up to a car you're already laughing he just immediately like tases you and you're in jail hold on well it's not that quick (laughs) a cop comes to car you're laughing he looks at you funny and then you hand him your card (laughs) and that's the end of that i don't think that it's going to happen so fast that you didn't even have an opportunity to, to hand him the card and say like sorry depends on the cop but that's a whole other podcast. Uh, yeah, that, that's a whole that. other thing. Why did you bring police into this? I hate <laughs> you for that. Honestly, the worst possible situation for me to be laughing at inappropriate times is when people share bad news with you. That feels like the absolute worst. Imagine a coworker coming in and be like, oh, yeah, I had my doctor's appointment tomorrow. They told me I have cancer. And then you just fucking burst out in laughter. That is the literal worst thing in the world that could happen ever. Well, I'm going to push back on that a little bit. Because I think it could make bad situations better sometimes. In that example that you just gave, you could laugh and then that could make your coworker laugh in a like a oh, you stupid motherfucker type of way. Like, I can't believe you're laughing at this. I think it could alleviate some of the instant horrible thoughts. There is no way that, okay, you just got diagnosed with cancer and you call me up and be like, Dave, I'm sorry, Todd. We're going to have to take a little bit of a backseat on the podcast because I'm going to be going through treatment for pancreatic cancer. And then I just fucking start laughing. There's no way you're going to be like, ha yeah, this is funny, isn't it? No, 
that's not happening. I think I would because of like the ridiculousness of it. The fact that you laughed at it would make me laugh. It would make me take a step back and be like, well, it's not the end of the world. I can still I mean, live while I'm living. I mean, it could be your world. Well, <laughs> sure, fine. I just think there are some scenarios where it could make bad situations. You could bring some light to it. Yes. With that being said, though, I think that for all the people that matter, loved ones, friends, anyone that matters to you, even even coworkers, I would assume that after a pretty short amount of time, they will all know that this is something that I suffer from, and then it won't be a thing anymore. If you called me and told me you had cancer and I started laughing, but we've been doing this podcast forever, you would have known that I was probably going to laugh at this, but it's not because I find your cancer funny, but it's because I have a condition. And you would have just continued on with the conversation pretending it wasn't happening. <sighs> Maybe. It would have been awkward for the first few times. And then mm. after that, you as a, as a friend or family member or coworker would know that that's going to happen. So the only time it would come into play then would be for people who do not know you for acquaintances, people that aren't aware of you and you're having a shitty interaction, but you only have to deal with that once or twice, you know, hand them the card or, or after you're done laughing, say like, Hey, I'm sorry, that was really shitty, but I have a condition where I just laugh uncontrollably at times. And then it's, it's over that it, like, it can't be that bad. That is now over. And with that relationship, you never have to worry about that again. Right. But then, then you're just artificially cutting yourself off from society, which in some ways can be good. Well, you're not artificially cutting yourself off from society. Why 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 would you say that I'm cutting myself off from society? Because you because you're saying you just you're going to limit yourself to just being around people that already know your situation. Oh no, no. I'm not saying I'm going to limit myself, but I'm saying that in terms of considering shitty situations, like if I'm laughing at a funeral, chances are I'm at a place where it was a, a good friend of mine or a family member and then everyone there will know that I have this condition and it wouldn't be that awkward of a situation because everyone knows that I have this condition. So I'm saying the only the only time it would be frustrating for me in, in social instances is when I am I'm meeting other people or acquaintances, things like that. I'm not saying I would stop doing that. I'm just saying that that's the only time where I would have to be prepared to communicate this issue, because if I'm if I'm around friends and family, I'm not going to have to constantly be handing the card to my wife, you know, like she knows that I, I just laugh uncontrollably. What if you can't though like what if one of the things is you couldn't have a condition card or you couldn't tell people that this is your affliction well obviously then that's shitty okay what about so i mean obviously with this example you can have a condition card saying i laugh at bad times yeah but if you don't like in the other the other option here if you don't laugh at something that is supposed to be funny i mean i guess you could carry a card for that too <laughs> but it, it would be less opportune to hand it out like what do it's i have to mail like, my condition card to matthew perry every time a friends rerun airs it's just like a business card that just says ha ha on it and you just like hand it to the wedding <laughs> now i uh, a question i had for that is if i could still enjoy humor but i can't physically laugh then could I substitute something for laughter? Can I still smile or can I make a decision like when I do, who knows how ridiculous I can come up with, but like I do jazz hands every time I find something funny. So like I'm sitting watching, you know, Anchorman with my wife and just like sitting, <laughs> sitting on the couch, just jazz handsing. I think that that is also something that you could get around. I would hate to hang out with you and not be able to laugh because it's honestly the only thing you're good for. So 
I would want something to like convey that I find something funny, even though I can't laugh so that you know that I found something funny. So I'd assume that I would be allowed to, I guess a card would work, but I, I would assume it would be more beneficial for me is that people I know kind of come up with a, a substitute for it to, to express myself outside of laughter. Mm. That's a good thought. I didn't think about coming up with an alternative to laughing. I'm sticking with jazz hands. Well, speaking of jazz hands, Dave, I think it's time for Center Commercial. Center Commercial. Do you experience digital eye strain from too much blue light exposure from digital screens? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Me too. Baxter blue glasses are not your average frames. These blue light lenses filter 80% of the highest energy blue light, eliminating 99% of glare. The past year, we have all been glued to our devices more than ever. And personally, it makes me feel like a dorky robot. (laughs) At the end of the day, I want to rip my eyeballs out of my head and eat them like grapes. Wow, that was a lot. Baxter Blue is also a force for good and provides a pair of reading glasses for someone in need for every pair sold. This is eyewear built for our digital age, and Baxter Blue is giving our listeners 10% off of your next purchase of blue light, sleep, or kids' glasses. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sleep glasses? Fuck yeah, sleep glasses. <laughs> like you wear them while you're sleeping? No, I'm pretty confident it means that you wear them before bed to prepare yourself for sleep. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Click the link in our show notes for your exclusive 10% discount. This is not a joke. We know you will love your Baxters, and we know that you will feel the difference. Oh, yeah. So I think some people would respect you more for laughing when you're not supposed to versus not laughing at all. So you think you kind of use it as a power move? Well, not only that, I just think that people that never laugh are complete sociopaths. Like, I would much rather hang out with a motherfucker who laughs when a nun trips and falls than somebody who sees a chubby little boy eating a corn dog and frowns. Like, that's just science. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like you could use it to your advantage. David, why do you think you're the best option for this job? <laughs> Qualifications. <laughs> there you go. I mean, we talked about it earlier, but I, I mean, we disagree on it. But I do think that laughing at the wrong time can make that wrong time better. I don't know that the reverse is true. I don't think not laughing that something is funny would make that not funny thing better. Let's say you see a person like, try to do a backflip and they hit their face on a rake. You know, normally I would laugh at that. It'd be funny. Because of the death. Yeah. Well, not because <laughs> of the death. But in the in this scenario where I would never laugh, maybe the person I'm with would realize the levity and go try to actually help that person that hurt themselves instead of laughing at their misfortune. Hmm. The only thing about that is not laughing at other people's pain would make America's Funniest Home Videos obsolete. Although if that means that unfunny lump of white coal Tom Bergeron is out of a job, I'm in. I fucking hate that guy. Why do you hate Tom Bergeron? I oh, he sucks. You liked Bob Saget better? Yeah, Bob Saget's way better than Tom Bergeron. I agree with that, I suppose. Okay. Here's an interesting thought. I feel like some of the best comics in the world are ones that deliver their lines without any kind of emotion or like, like they never laugh at their own shit. Deadpan. Yeah, I find that pretty hilarious. And you could be probably the best deadpan comic of all time if you physically couldn't laugh. Maybe that's something that would help me fill the void is making other people laugh. <sighs> yes and no. I, I think the the trouble with that line of thinking is that if you're never laughing, you might forget what humor is. 
or not what well, humor is, but, but you might lose touch of what actually is funny if you're not experiencing it. But if we made the determination that like you can still enjoy humor, you just can't physically laugh. A genie prevented you from laughing. That doesn't mean that you're still not enjoying that on the inside. Yeah, but over eventually you would lose that. Like if you used to eat food and then all of a sudden you can no longer taste anything anymore. Eventually, yeah, for a while, you're two years in, you're going to be like, I still remember what a banana tastes like. But like 12 years down the line, you're going to be like, fuck, what a banana tastes like? You're not, you're not, you're not going to remember anymore. That's a terrible analogy. <laughs> I would say that a closer analogy would be that you can't touch bananas and you can't feel the sensation of eating them, but you can still taste them and enjoy them. So you may forget the texture of a banana, but you would still remember what it tastes like. No, that's a horrible analogy because no one eats a banana to know what it feels like. They eat the banana to know what it tastes like. I understand. Nobody finds something funny to not laugh. They find something funny to laugh. I I understand, but you're just saying that by the absence of laughter, you're forgetting what humor is. But I'm saying that if we know what humor is and we're still enjoying the humor, we just don't remember. Like, we just don't laugh, but you're still enjoying the humor. So you wouldn't Ah. forget that. You're going to continue to enjoy the humor. You're just enjoying it in a different way. You're not laughing. I I don't know. I think they're intimately tied together. There are people in this world that takes like a lot to make them physically laugh out loud, but they will sit and they will still enjoy humor. They just don't physically laugh out loud. Those people suck. I don't want to be near them. Well, (laughs) they probably don't want to be near you either. That's fine. I think I have my answer. I think I also have my answer. All right, here we go. Would you rather never laugh again or be forced to laugh at inappropriate times? Inappropriate. inappropriate. Wow. Mm. Two agreements in a row. David, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what the hell is happening to us? Yeah. I think the biggest thing here, it, it basically becomes like, do you want to survive and be miserable or probably die, but enjoy some of it, which is basically the last year in a nutshell. Yep. And I would rather die, but enjoy some of it. Yeah, for me, I don't think the inappropriate laughter is as bad as it sounds or as bad as the Joker movie makes it out to be. I think that some interactions with people are going to be awkward, but for the bulk of humanity, people are going to get handed that card and say, oh, okay, cool. That's fine. Whatever. Whatever, man. And then I can like still enjoy laughing when I want to laugh, you know? just have to deal with these inappropriate awkward instances but also i feel like after time you could almost make the awkwardness also be funny like people who have tourettes and have made careers out of pointing out the fact that they have tourettes i could do the same thing just with my weird laughing Hmm. unless your laugh sounded like shit but that's a whole other that's a whole other argument yeah i just think as dangerous as it could be I know you disagreed on that. I think that you can find ways to reduce risk. Yeah. Like, I'm not just going to go hang out at biker bars or just, I don't know. I'm out of out of examples. Okay. You're in jail. You found yourself in jail. You meet your cellmate. He tells you his nickname, Lampshank. Don't be an idiot. You laugh in his face. He's going to grind your face into the concrete floor and you're going <laughs> to... Who wouldn't fucking laugh at that dude's face? He named himself Lampshank because <laughs> he wanted people to find it funny. No, Lampshank. And no one's ever... Lampshank. 
Lampshank, even Lampshank, he did it because he wanted it to be funny, and no one's ever laughed at him because he's just this big tough guy who makes everyone think that he's going to kill them if they laugh at his funny Lampshank name, and I laugh at it, and then we become best friends. No, that is not how it would go. They call him Lampshank because he has a giant penis and he shanks people, and you just, he would murder your face and... You would let out one final chuckle as your last cubic ounce of hot air escapes from your lungs and you would be dead. Yeah, but I'm already actively trying not to go to jail. I would just continue doing that. Okay. I I don't know why I'm arguing with you. I agree with you. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know either. Yeah, I just What is your obsession with if I was laughing like that in jail? <laughs> Are you really expecting in your life for you to go to jail? No, but I just think it's I'm pretty confident I'm never going to go to jail. Yeah, I I'm like 95% sure I will never be in jail. I'm going to be plotting, bro. I just, I don't want to live a life without laughter. Live, laugh, love, my dude. Oh, my God. Are you a single mom? (laughs) I just, I don't want to be that grumpy Karen who doesn't laugh, just trying to bring everybody else down. Yep. I do want to say, though, I thought initially that one of my arguments was going to be that I would always rather have the option to do something even if there's a huge negative attached to it rather than never being able to do it but then i thought of the example of would you rather never have sex or always have to have sex with animals and then i decided that it's not so black and white in that situation i'd rather never have sex again yep agreed all right david that felt like a good opportunity for us to plug our tfk episode having sex with animals i mean we talked a lot about jerking off yes we did so check out thirst for knowledge it comes out tomorrow. Ooh, if yeah. you're listening to this the day that it came out, which if you're following us, you should be. Duh. David, what else do we have on tap? Oh, my God. We have so many things. Next week, we are going to be coming back to TV for the first time in over a month. We are going to be doing season one of Outlander. will be coming out April 28th. Yeah, that is going to be... I was going to say fun, but I have actually already watched the first and last episode at this point. And wow, is all I'll say. Wow. How does this happen to us? Is there sex? You could say that, David. You could say that. Is there death? Yes. I'm in. (laughs) Perfect. And as always, if you have any feedback, send it to thecentercutcast at gmail.com. And or hit us up. Facebook, Twitter, the big one, Instagram, the center cut. That's where we're at. Yeah, and we're going to be posting today, again, if you're listening to this the day it releases. You are. Asking you which one you would rather do, never laugh or laugh at inappropriate times. We want your opinion so that we can either vindicate ourselves or both be sad that we were wrong. Yeah, we're getting to a point, Dave, where we're almost split on agreements and disagreements in these center chats, and I don't like that. Mm, hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we should start this new fun thing where we write down our answer in an envelope. I would put both answers in my envelope. Yeah, so you're never mm-hmm. wrong. I know. <laughs> if you haven't, go back and listen to the main episode for Joker came out last week. It stars the wonderful Brad and Michael from the Toddcast podcast. We had a blast chatting with those guys. So if you haven't listened to it, go back, check it out. Please do. And remember... Our opinion, just like whatever horrible outcome befell that mammoth bitch on the bus from Joker, does not matter. 